We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Trust the Tape, presented by Boomer Jacks. Our homies at Boomer Jacks are awesome. They have somewhere in the ballpark of 900 locations. Um, I think it's actually like 16. But shout out to Boomer Jacks for helping us create Trust the Tape. They're absolutely incredible. Swing by there on a weekend, kick back, catch a game. That's what you do at Boomer Jacks. Enjoy beer specials as low as 3 bucks all day on Saturday and Sunday. Hi, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh alongside Brian Broaddus. And we're here with Trust the Tape. Week one is in the books. And you may have many questions about college football. I do not have one. Alabama's pretty good. <laughs> a lot of the best. A lot <laughs> How of do best, you respond to that? A lot of the best teams in the country. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Georgia, Clemson. We could pick this apart. You could pick that apart. Alabama versus Miami. Uh, they're good. They're pretty good, and they're going to keep winning. Bryce Young, three hundred and forty some odd yards, four touchdowns. I believe they said the best debut for an Alabama quarterback in history. So if you had questions about, well, you know, they got to replace the quarterback though, and that's hard to do. Well. Through one week, Alabama's still immortal, Brian. They are, and, you know, that's the thing that we, you know, what we know about Alabama is they're always going to find a way to recruit well and then plug and play players along the way. And the thing with Bryce Young is that he looked so comfortable playing in that game the other day. And pretty it, easy. And, you know, Miami – they didn't really make it really super hard on him. He had to move around in the pocket a little bit, but it seemed like that every time that he was flushed, he would set himself, and then the ball gets down the field. It was accurate. Uh, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. He was 27 of 38 for 344 yards. Not bad. Four touchdowns. So, yeah, that that's, you know, that's, that's what you expect from, you know, Alabama the way, again, they plug and play those players and – and they come up big in those uh, in those uh, types of situations. And I believe the AP poll is actually about to come out right around now, or maybe it's an hour from now or whatever. Uh, I would anticipate the number two team in the country is about to be the Georgia Bulldogs after beating Clemson in a real – trying to think of with – Think of a good word for a like 10, a very nineteen sixty, yeah. very nineteen sixty three type game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clemson, I believe, had two rushing yards. Yeah, on, on the day, yeah. two. Uh, so Georgia can play some defense, and if you tuned in there thinking that you were going to watch Georgia's JT Daniels and Clemson's DJ Uyunglele just tear each other up, you did not. Instead, you saw them punch each other in the mouth over and over again. Neither team be able to protect. 
Georgia get a pick six for the W. So I anticipate them being number two. That is a nice win, but holy cow, uh, I'm not used to college football games being 10-3 to when it's two of the best teams in the country. No, and, you know, again, like I said, if this was 1963, you would probably expect something like that. But uh, Georgia has uh, always prided itself on its ability to play defense. And, you know, we talk about Clemson going into this game. People are saying that might have been one of Clemson's best defense, but we didn't expect the offense just to struggle as badly as it it did. So, uh, you know, I think if you go, uh, you know, if you look at both teams and you're a fan of both teams, you have to be pleased with Georgia with their with their defense. And of course, at Clemson, you know, to only surrender really, uh, you know, surrender the three points, you'd have to be pretty pleased with that. I you you made the prediction that both these teams would be in the the playoffs. Yeah, I actually think that was the best result for my prediction to come true. I think because it's very, yeah. the good news for Clemson is the ACC is, what can we say on Trust the Tape presented by Boomer Jacks without being mean? The ACC is but. Clemson is going to run the table. Yeah. They're going to walk through everyone else and they'll get to the playoff. Well, yeah. It will, you know, it's to me, it's one of those. Uh, you know, I, I expected I expected this to be a tight game. Didn't expect the score the way it was as far as the lack of offense. But I did expect both sides to be really good on defense. I think that's what I learned from watching this football game, that both these teams are going to be hard to move the football on. Yeah, what I learned is that a lot of people are disgusting in college football. That's what I learned. Because this was the, uh, the Duke's Mayonnaise Classic. Game. Yeah. At uh, Bank don't, of America Stadium, don't go Stadium. off on mayonnaise right now. I don't need you. If you want to go off I don't on know lack you, lack of offense for these teams, I don't need you to go off on. Maybe Duke's you haven't mayonnaise. seen the video. I don't know if you were watching game day, but I'm going to hit play and just make you watch a yeah, video no, real I, quick. Hey, it, you, you can't have a good BLT or a good turkey sandwich without mayonnaise. Yeah, so yeah, that's fine. But, just but, look at that man. Yeah, that is mayonnaise. Yeah, all over. A, a man's entire body, and I don't know if that is good as a moisturizer, but mayonnaise is gross, and that is triple okay, gross because it's covering his whole body. Real quickly, would you rather have Cheeto dust? Everything you touch has Cheeto dust, or would you rather sweat mayonnaise? You have one or the other. Everything, everything you touch, touch, everything you touch has Cheeto dust. Okay. Or you sweat mayonnaise. I'd sweat mayonnaise and move to a cold climate. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Because I'm thinking about, like, you couldn't play a video game, the TV remote. Yeah. You're showering, and it's getting weird. Yeah. Everything's uh, got a crust. Every time yeah. you touch something, it's got Cheeto dust on it. I would go the mayonnaise, mayonnaise option. All right. And I hate mayonnaise. It's <laughs> absolutely terrible. Uh, so that handles the top two teams in the country. Uh, where was the next thing that I wanted to talk about? Notre Dame's Brian Kelly needs to work on his jokes. Okay, I remember this because I'm a crusty. I know the quote, which is why John McKay, I Tampa hold Bay, it, right when it's hey, what did you think about your team's execution? Yeah, and he said I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah, or I'm in favor of it, one or the other. <laughs> but either way, like that's a quality joke. Yeah, but you can't make the joke without the setup to the joke. So, so you're saying Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly? He said. Like, he was just asked, what do you think about the comeback? And he was like, I think we should execute my team. Everyone should be executed. And I'm like, okay, I know where you're attempting to go. I get it. Um, But it doesn't work without the setup. Right. So Brian Kelly, 
F minus for execution of your joke. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to do the weird thing where Brian it's like, can you believe he said he wanted to kill everyone? Yeah. Brian. Right. Whatever. No, he just, a bad joke failed. Brian Kelly's kind of one of those guys. And by the way, getting close to Newt Rockney's, I think he's two wins away now from Newt Rockney's all time winning record at Notre Dame. Yeah, I know. And How I about hate, that? I hate that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's you crazy. You think about like all, all time great coaches in football, they always talk about Newt Rockney. Brian Kelly's about to pass Newt Rockney as the all-time winning coach at Notre Dame. Yeah, which just goes to show you that they play more games now or something. (laughs) Because, like, anytime something like that is going to happen, I want the school to fire the guy. Notre Dame. Because I'm like, he doesn't deserve that. Okay, we got a lot of folks out there. He doesn't deserve – Brian Kelly doesn't deserve to be the most winningest coach in school history. Notre Dame sports hate or Brian Kelly sports hate going on there right now. Um, I, it sounds like to me you're very much. Uh, I think I lean anti Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I don't think have so. a strong yeah. Brian Kelly. And by opinion. the way, folks, if you're listening to us out there and you're a Notre Dame fan, we I, I love you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Brian Je- likes you. Jeff doesn't yeah. like you, but I, I love you. So keep listening to our. Podcast, I don't like please. you because growing up, every weekend it was Notre Dame on TV. Like yeah. I wanted to see other teams. Yeah. Why does Notre Dame get to be special and be on? What was it NBC? Every NBC. Week? Yeah. I don't appreciate it. Before that, their coaches they used to have a replay on Saturdays back in the seventies. You could like watch Notre Dame football. Uh, I'm trying uh, to watch I, Tommy Frazier. I'm trying to watch Peter Warwick. Yeah. Stop putting Notre Dame on my TV every week. So yeah, I got a little bit of uh, Notre Dame sports hate. There. Sports hate. Yeah, in my heart. Uh, next game worth discussing: uh, Brian's LSU Tigers are yeah. terrible, and uh, Coach Ogeron's going to get fired at the end of the year. Yeah, no, get ready tip, for that. Tip of the cap to uh, tip of the cap to UCLA out there. And what they were able to do, they were they were far more they were far more physical than LSU. LSU was talking about going in there, you know, all week long. They, you know, they were displaced because of the hurricane. They worked in Houston. They talked about playing for the state. A lot of the same issues that we saw at LSU last year were part of this game. the The lack of physicality, the lack of defending the run, the lack of tackling. Just a lot of things that went on. LSU used to have the ability to make tackles, make plays, harass you, play outstanding defense. They haven't. They it's been really a two years removed now, you know, since the national championship. And very happy about that. But you got to build on that. You can't go backwards. And LSU's a program that seems to have gone backwards uh, with the with the way they play. They've changed a bunch of coaches out. Uh, they they don't run the football. I mean, and I and I know you and I always have these arguments about you know having your ability to it's passing is so important and all that it is, but you have well, in to. In college, ha- a bunch of teams can run for seven yards of carry. If yeah. you're going to get seven yards of carry, you can well, go ahead and run it. Yeah, well, you know, well, you know, with UCLA, they were basically running at about six, seven, eight yards a shot yeah. against the Notre Dame. Excuse me, against the LSU defense that was uh, supposedly supposed to be better. They they changed out defensive coordinators. Made a lot of switches in the coaching staff offensively and defensively. Uh, but, uh, you know, give UCLA a lot of credit. 2-0 and now uh, with Chip Kelly. Uh, they beat Hawaii at home, and they beat LSU at home. So, uh, good for them with that start. Well, congrats to Penn State and Wisconsin for putting everyone to sleep. That was incredible. 16-10, to Penn State beat Wisconsin. Halftime score was 0-0. Yeah. Which was the first time in a Big Ten game, and I don't even remember, but it was decades, I believe, which is surprising to me. I feel like that is Big Ten football. You play ring around the 50-yard line. You run it three times, you punt it. You run it three times, you punt it. You run it three times, you punt it. 
That's kind of Big Ten football uh, outside of Ohio State. But not a bad little game there. Uh, so you didn't really like the 44 carries by the two backs for uh, Wisconsin uh, in this football game? Man. Like you brought in a quarterback. Yeah. You can let him throw. Yeah. You can let people throw. Penn State, when they would throw it down the field to Dotson, that's how they got their big plays. And yeah. they win 16-10 because once in a while they were willing to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I, I tell you what, though. This game really came down to Wisconsin's inability uh, watching it in the red zone. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, the the facts, they had a couple of fumbles uh, down there. They had one that was killer uh, down in the final. They get the ball back. Their defense does a nice job to get them the ball back with a minute left. They have some clutch plays. They have a, a roughing the passer. I mean, they, they're moving the ball down the field, or excuse me, hands to the face. And so, you know, it, give Penn State a lot of credit for hanging in there. Uh, that's a team that start off 0 and 5 and then won four straight games. So, a uh, good win for them to start the uh, Big Ten season uh, at uh, Camp Randall Stadium. And of course, congratulations to the Oklahoma Sooners, Brian, who absolutely took care of business against Tulane. <laughs> uh, tough road environment for Oklahoma. Yeah, those uh, Tulane was the home team, and uh, Oklahoma, in dominant fashion, took care of Tulane. Well, you know, either that or yeah. they were up like forty to thirteen, and then watched Tulane come all the way back and damn near beat them yeah. in their own building in a non-home home game for Oklahoma. It was a terrifying start for the Sooners. Well, what's interesting about with Spencer Rattler, if you look at his numbers, thirty for thirty-nine, a lot of it underneath. Those numbers would make you think he had a good game. Yeah, he did absolutely. Not have yeah. A good game. And you know, he, he had he had the one touchdown, the two interceptions. On the other side, Pratt did a nice job. I know some people on Twitter are asking us to talk about Tulane's quarterback and what Pratt was able to do. He was twenty-seven of forty-four for two ninety-six, three touchdowns. You know, and 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 I'll tell you what, you give Tulane a lot of credit for the way they play, but Tulane has got to find a way to. And I'm not saying beating the second-ranked team in the country. You know, I, I didn't think they were going to do that. I thought they would play well. There was a time there where it looked like they were going to get kind of blown out. But give those kids a lot of credit. Hey, the, those Louisiana kids played a lot harder than the Louisiana kids that went out and played it uh, out at the Rose Bowl the other day. So uh, tip of the cap to Tulane, and and but they're gonna they're gonna find a way to win one of these games one day. And I wish it was against Oklahoma, but just easy, not the, easy. Yeah, Chill just out not this bit. time though. Chill out a little bit. Uh, Texas Longhorns big win against what you might have used to have known as Ulala. That is a big win. But yeah. they are now Louisiana. Yeah. And uh, as a person who was watching all these games with LSU people, I think it was hilarious watching their reaction to a school being called Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, because two of the three LSU Tigers I was with refused to call them that. Yeah. They're like, no, they're ULALA. They're not on LSU's level. They can't be the University of Louisiana. I love watching college football people get upset. But regardless, the raging Cajuns. Lost by 20 to Texas in a game that a lot of people were picking as a potential upset or a game that was going to be really, really close because that was a one-loss team from a year ago that brought back pretty much everybody. But Hudson Card is the starter. Steve Sarkeesian in his first game as the head coach. Texas is off on the right foot. Yeah, Robinson, big part of that. We talked about him last week on on, on Trust the Tape where his ability to run the football, how explosive he can be, how he can get the ball to the outside – how well he can catch the football. This is a this is a complete back when you watch uh, uh, Texas play. I will tell you a player that I didn't know very much about. I'm interested to see him going forward to see if he can continue on. Is 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 Jordan Whittington? 
uh, the the, the sophomore, yeah, the sophomore slot look good. Seven receptions, 113 yards, one touchdown. He had 16.1 average in the game. It seemed like that every time that they needed a big play you know, to uh, to like move the sticks or to get out of trouble, Jordan Winnington was able to come up with that catch. So uh, give him a lot of credit for how he was ready to play. There was a couple times they had a fumble one time. Uh, where the ball was on the ground there, and he was diving in the pile, kind of making things happen. Texas got the ball back. Could have been a bad situation for them. They got to go to Arkansas this week, who uh, who won their first game. So old Southwest Conference matchup all between all uh, the Hogs and the want. Horns, uh, yeah, uh, on uh, next Saturday. Uh, and the Hogs have a couple of real serious NFL prospects. The safety, safety Catalan, right? yeah. and I believe it's the big slot receiver, Burks. I believe Dane Brugler had both of them in his top 20 coming into the year in terms of prospect rankings, and both of them did make plays in that Arkansas game. Ohio State beat Minnesota by 14, but to me that game was a little bit reminiscent of the Oklahoma game where the better team, you're like, all right, they pulled away, and uh uh-oh, wait, hold hold on. So it's a 14-point win, but I think they're probably feeling about like the Sooners are after that one where you're like, yeah, it's a dub, we're 1-0, and we'll take 1-0. But, boy, we have some questions we got to get figured out on defense. Yeah, I think that's the thing with Ohio State. The, the, it's, they've, uh, they were one of the teams that really struggled last year defending the pass. And so, it, it, you know, that was, uh, you know, something that we saw. You know, Morgan, the quarterback at, at uh, Minnesota, was able to make a couple of throws on him. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate Minnesota – Ibrahim, the uh, yeah, the running back, the running, running back, back, yeah. I mean, thirty carries, one hundred sixty-three yards, two touchdowns. They lose him to uh, it looks like an Achilles injury, so uh, it, that's a shame uh, for the the Golden Gophers as they go forward here. They man, they look like a physical team, but uh, without that back, we'll see if they can rally. Random games that I think are worth noting. Cincinnati over Miami of Ohio, and I only point it out because the quarterback at Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, is tons of fun to watch, yeah. and he's off to a nice start there. Um, and the other one was actually last night as I'm sitting there watching Ole Miss and uh, Louisville, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, Matt Corral, quarterback at Ole Miss, yeah. don't be surprised if that's the number one overall pick. I know everybody's going with Spencer Rattler to start the college football season, but do not be stunned if Matt Corral ends up being the number one overall pick. That dude can sling it. He is competitive. He is tough. Got a little Zach Wilson to him, doesn't he? Yeah, a little bit. I actually like what Herb Street was going with on the broadcast. He reminds me of Baker. Yeah. Where it's like he can make the throws, he's in command, but he's also kind of got that little edge. Uh-huh. where his entire team, you know, when he's running the ball, is like, you should probably slide, but we're going to get super fired up when right. you run over this cornerback. Uh, but, yeah, Matt Corral, get used to that name. Yeah. And don't be surprised if Jared Connor is uh, having charges pressed on him this morning because he was the guy that I don't know if you saw the play. They were down towards the goal line, and he broke a run outside, and a poor Louisville corner is fighting off a block from a receiver. Uh-huh. And then gets in the way, yeah. And it was like he got hit by a two-ton diesel dually, and he got 
planted into another universe before Connor scored a touchdown. Yeah, well, Ole Miss is always, you know, they, they didn't have their coach uh, last night. You know, Lane Kiffin was dealing with the COVID. <laughs> another guy who made a bad joke, by yeah, the way. Yeah. He was like, maybe I should see if I can keep COVID the whole year. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, we don't, we, nobody wants COVID. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, but, the, you know, the, Ole Miss, I'll tell you what, that's a veteran team. They're very physical. You watch the way that they played. Louisville wasn't ready for that last night. I mean, Louisville. I mean that that that's something that's and when you start to talk about uh, teams in the in the SEC West that potentially could give Alabama problems. There's some teams kind of lining up Ole Miss if they continue the physicality which they play with. I know it's a stretch to say to beat Alabama, but maybe Alabama has. One bad game, maybe it's against the Texas A&M, an Ole Miss, somebody like that. Maybe they have a COVID outbreak. Not that I'm trying to wish Georgia, that on anyone, well, but Georgia's like got Georgia one, right yeah, now. So Georgia, yeah, got... yeah, Georgia's got a bad spike that's going on there right now. Hey, Jeff, if I could point out to a team that, you know, tip of the cap to Virginia Tech getting the victory against North Carolina there in Blacksburg. Yeah, yeah. because they have the most intimidating intro in college sports. North Carolina is out on the field warming up and getting ready to play. Uh-huh. And suddenly, enter Sandman hits, yeah. and here comes the Virginia Tech team, and you have to pretend that you're not afraid. Yeah, I would go in the locker room when they started playing Metallica. I would just step into the locker room, and I'd be like, guys, I'll be back in five minutes. Y'all not going to scare the hell out of me out here on this field. But, man, it sure did seem like the environment played a factor because Sam Howell in North Carolina couldn't do anything. Yeah, that's, that's what I think is so surprising, though, Jeff, that Sam Howell, a lot of people you were talking about who potentially could be the first overall quarterback taken – Sam Howell would probably be on some folks' ballot, but for him to be only seventeen to thirty-two for a, for two hundred and eight yards, one touch, of three interceptions in this game. So, uh, you know, Sam Howell, he's a much better quarterback than what he showed. But that environment in Blacksburg is a tough, tough one to deal with, as you mentioned. Notre Dame on Sunday beat Florida State forty-one to thirty-eight. In you think overtime. that game was over? Uh, you kind of think I that did. game was kind of over in the I books did. and stuff like that? I was watching, but I was also... Um, you step away? You were in the pool probably I was at, watching yeah, that well, one. Yeah, yeah, I had so you, some uh, drinks and some snacks from Boomer Jacks, uh, and uh, I was in the pool. And I swear I turned around for like five minutes, and yeah. there was a 10- or 13-point swing Notre Dame's way, and I was like, oh, this one's over. Then Florida State's quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis, gets knocked out of the game, yeah. and I'm like, oh, double over. And then Mackenzie Milton comes in, and I was like, I remember you from Central Florida in 2018 when yeah. they thought they were going to have to cut your leg off. Yeah. Uh, so to see Mackenzie Milton back on the field, and not only out there, but played well. Yeah. A little bit that he, he did. was he asked was, to Yeah, do. he was 5 of 7 for 48 yards. And, yeah, I mean, it was just nice to see him back out there. And, uh, you know, we'll see what's going on there at Florida State with Travis and how significant uh, – uh, that all is, but I, I will say this though, you know, uh, the running back Corbin, who uh, you know for Florida State, I mean, my gosh, you know, uh, uh, Deshaun uh, uh, Corbin had 144, uh, uh, 144 yards rushing in that game on 15 attempts on you know 9.6 average uh, per uh, per carry there. So uh, good for him to uh, to get uh, out there and get going and 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 get uh, get him a. Get their team. I mean, Florida State, to me, offensively, they're going to have to show more, more balance. Over the years, they've been just too pass-happy. With Corbin, maybe they found a guy that could be an explosive player for them. All right, last two things I want to tell you about college football before we're done with Trust the Tape. Uh, brought to you, presented by Boomer Jacks, our dudes at Boomer Jacks. By the way, 
Drink specials on weekdays at Boomer Jacks. Nothing beats their all-day happy hour. Specials for every day of the week. 350, you call it all day, Monday and Tuesdays. 250 domestic bottles all day Wednesdays. $3 domestic drafts all day Thursdays. Get out to the nearest Boomer Jacks. We love us some Boomer Jacks. Uh, two things I want to mention. One, uh, I vote no more playing college football games in NFL stadiums. I hate okay. it. Okay. I think it's the guy at the AT&T would not like to hear you say that, by the way. I, it's not about him. It's about environment. By the way. Because you talk about um, Morgantown. Yeah. And you talk about the game. Or at Blacksburg. 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 And, and you talk about Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. Like all the different environments yeah. that are insane. Yeah. They're not insane when you go play it at AT&T Stadium or in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz. Like right. It's not the same, so stop doing it, okay? Well, Thank it's you. funny, and, and I had somebody uh, on our show last Friday was like kind of uh, text in about watch my Kansas State Wildcats beating up on Stanford. Without a, that, speaking of AT and T, Stanford did get whooped. Stanford got beat by Kansas State, so congratulations to the gentleman that uh, texted in said, "Hey, Broadus, pay attention." I I thought that David Shaw and those guys at Stanford would be ready to go, but Kansas State was uh, the better that day at a. Uh, at a pro stadium. Ooh, gross. What a terrible environment. Uh, and finally, we got to do something about targeting. Yeah. Okay. Now, look, they call me Mr. Player Safety. That's what they call me? Yeah. Mr. Player Mr. Safety. Mr. Player Safety, yeah. Captain Player Safety. Doctor Player Safety. I'm all about the player safety. It's literally my number one priority in life. We got to get rid of targeting. We got to get rid of it, or we got to have two different versions of it. We got to do something. Because in the Ole Miss-Louisville game, I watched four dudes get ejected in like the first 18 minutes of play. And maybe one of them deserved it. Maybe. Uh, we got to maybe differentiate between leaving your feet and launching with your helmet and incidental helmet to helmet. Because when I'm watching or, a linebacker or, scrape past a block yeah. to meet a running back in the hole, Who get his ducks. helmet across, yeah. get his inside shoulder into his chest, but because the running back at the point of contact ducks to try to get an extra yard, suddenly it's targeting. It's awful. It is awful. And we overblow every pop, every problem in sports where you say something along the lines of, this is going to be the end of the sport. Look, I will never stop watching college football, but damn it, targeting is awful. Yeah. It's annoying, it's terrible, it makes the viewing experience worse, and it makes it impossible for defenders to play football. Change it to where there's two targetings. One is your helmet hit his helmet. One is that was blatant and egregious and you're thrown out. Just give me different levels of targeting. The problem is these these conference officials don't have a uniform way. They have a set of rules, but it always appears to me it's different from conference to conference on how they call targeting, you know? So it's I think awful. that's the problem. They try and say, okay, did we meet all these criteriums of, Hey, this is you know, the launch the leading with the crown, all that stuff. And, it, and you, when you watch it in slow motion, you're like, well, that's not targeting. And then you're, and then they don't call it. And you're like, Whoa, wait, that, that should be targeting right there. So I, I don't think we're ever going to have it be uniform Jeff I think this is one of those I think I think the I think uh football is trying to cover itself in case of future yeah that's why we just sign like a waiver that. yeah at high school level yeah. college level yeah. NFL level you know what the waiver needs to say yeah. this sport is really bad for you yeah it's going to be bad for your long you might get health. hit in the head sign here yeah 
Yeah. We don't even know how awful this could potentially be. We yeah. ain't gonna, I played high school and college football. I'm signing it. Yeah. Everyone's signing it. Yeah. Dude, no one's going to stop you're playing because you're those, like, hey, I yeah. promise this is this game is not good for you. Well, no bleep. Yeah, if you're taking the scholarship, you're going out there and playing. That's <laughs> yes. that's the way it is. But, yeah, it, it's it, they try and make it uniform with the way that the rules, but it's interpreted so many different ways by these officials in every conference, and I think that's the biggest problem. You can find Brian Broaddus at Brian Broaddus on Twitter. It's Brian with a Y. Um, Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053. And uh, is there anything else you want to tell the people, tell your LSU people to hang in there that it's going to get better? Yeah, two years ago, you won a national champion, so championship. So hang in there the best you can. I mean, it's uh, to me, it, it bothers me to, to go out and supposedly be ready for a game, and but to see some of the same things that happened to you last year, I, I think as an LSU alum, uh, that was uh, probably the most disappointing thing. I understand getting beat because UCLA, I thought, was a better team that day. But, man, the way they got beat, whew. A little shaky right there. Well, as an Abilene Christian University alum, what does alum mean? Does it mean I graduated? It means I you graduated. Graduate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not an alum. I went there, though. Um, you put as, on the uniform. As a guy who put on the uniform. There you go. I can tell you that uh, SMU beat us by 100, and um, I was expecting it. That's why I didn't go to the game. That's why I went to the bar. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll be back next week to uh, talk to you guys right here again on Trust the Tape, presented by Boomer Jacks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.